Hello to everybody who's been vetted by the Secret Service for the silliest of reasons. It's Beautiful Anonymous. One hour, one phone call. No names, no holds barred. I'd rather go one-on-one. I think it'll be more fun. And I'll get to know you and you'll get to know me. Hi everybody, Chris Gathered here. Welcome to Beautiful Anonymous. As always, I feel very lucky to host this show. I feel very lucky that I get to hear people's stories in their own words. It's not filtered. It's not edited. I just sit here on a phone. I go, wow, sounds like your life. There's a lot more going on than anybody would guess if they looked at you. And that's humanity. That's what we do here at this show. Humanity is what we do. Doing humanity. I want to thank everybody who came out to our live shows in San Francisco, Sacramento, and Phoenix. Did uh, live tapings. And we did stand-up hours. It means the world to me that people came to any of them, let alone if you came to both. Uh, next show, if, if you're listening to this when it comes out, it's on November 23rd, 2021. Jersey, I'm back. Garwood, New Jersey, Crossroads. Garwood, what a funny place to have a rock club. Garwood, New Jersey. If you know Jersey, you know that is a hilarious place to just have a rock club. And I'm going to be doing stand-up comedy there on the 26th, the night after Thanksgiving. If you're looking for an excuse to just step away from the family, all the family time, you want to work off your uh, turkey coma, come hang out at Crossroads with me. ChrisGeth.com. Also have upcoming dates all over the place. I mean, Denver, Omaha, Columbus, Cleveland, bunch in Florida and California and all over. So check chrisgeth.com for tickets on all that. And thanks to everybody who's been supporting me and supporting the live tapings and all that good stuff. Now, it's funny. I got a show in Jersey this week because this ep- this week's episode is very Jersey. Uh, this, this caller, you know... Th- I remember being young so well. And sometimes I get nostalgic for it. Sometimes I go, man, when did I get so old? But you remember the chaos of being young? You remember like signing up for a job and loving it, even though you knew it was nuts. And just being like, this is just what I'm going to do. I know it's nuts. I know it's not forever. It's putting me in the line of fire in ways that are questionable, but it's it's how I'm living right now. This caller had a really great stretch of life like that. The Jersey Shore is legendary. It's kind of laughed at internationally now because of the MTV show, but it's a beautiful place and an insane place at the same time. Caller worked there, has a lot of great stories about it. You'll hear about the giant porn closet in the course of this call. Uh, if you're not from Jersey, you're gonna we're going to break down what it means to be a Benny. That's a very divisive term in my native land of New Jersey. So this call... A lot of fun. A lot of fun stories from a caller who I clicked with personally. If you've been listening from the beginning, you know that anytime a caller's from Jersey, I'm all about it. And I will tell you what, Anita picks the order when these come out. Anita didn't go, oh, Geth has a show in Jersey. Let's do this crossroads. It just so happens that I'm performing in Garwood, New Jersey at the Crossroads Club on, on Friday, uh, November 26th. Just random happenstance. How about that? Anyway, I really loved this call. I think you're going to love it too. It's a fun one. Thank you for calling Beautiful Anonymous. A beeping noise will indicate when you are on the show with the host. Hello? Hello? Hi. Oh my gosh. Hello. How are you today? (laughs) I'm doing pretty good. I haven't been sleeping great lately, so that's a thing. And then uh, New Jersey got hammered by that. uh, I guess it wasn't still a hurricane when it got up here, but the remains of Hurricane Ida. So my neighborhood got trashed. My house is good, but it's pretty wild. That's reassuring. Yeah. I mean, it looks like 
the knockoff version of Venice outside of my apartment window. So I feel I feel your pain. <laughs> are you in a, Are you in the Northeast as well? I am. I I think I can tell you this. This is anonymous enough. I am also in the great state of New Jersey. I like you already. I had a feeling. <laughs> I'm sorry that you got uh, hit as hard as you did. I know there's like neighbors of mine just dragging stuff out of their basements all day today. It's it's wild. And then seeing footage from like New Brunswick and Cranford and Boundbrook and you know, some of those areas up in Bergen County. I'm like, whoa. Yeah, it's, a, it's a rough day to be a New Jerseyan. But, uh, you know, I, I'm alive and well. I can't complain. Um, nothing was damaged, maybe with the exception of my car. It is not quite accessible yet. But okay. Okay. That's what insurance is for. We're good. Mm. We're doing great otherwise. Good. Good. <laughs> I I uh I feel like as as a Jersey person, I don't know if you're North South Jersey, but there were all these rumors going around Twitter last night that all the animals had broken free of the turtleback zoo and were swimming around. <laughs> and I knew they were fake. I had seen them floating around, seen enough to know they were fake, and still retweeted them all because I thought it was so funny. The idea that alligators were swimming down South Orange Avenue. <laughs> Absolutely phenomenal. Um, I would like to point out, I do not appreciate the Central Jersey erasure, which is going on right now. Oh, you're one um, of those. But I, I am an... I, <laughs> okay. This is, a, this is a controversial New Jersey debate for, for anyone else who do might you, hear this. Do you say pork roll or Taylor Ham? That is, you know, okay. A lot to unpack here. Let's Let's go through it. I say pork roll. It is the brand, which is Taylor Ham. So I don't hate when other people call it Taylor Ham. I will, I will concede to that one. That is fully acceptable in my eyes. Now, here's exactly how I knew you were from South Jersey. <laughs> because this is a very simple question. When I say, do you say Taylor and pork roll? What do you say? If you're listening and you're not familiar with this, this is a debate. It's gone around the internet a bunch of times. In North Jersey, there's a meat product we call Taylor Ham. And in South Jersey, they call it pork roll. And it's a meat product only found in New Jersey because New Jersey's the best. And when you ask some people who claim they're from South, from Central Jersey, people claim there's a Central Jersey. Now, when I was growing, growing up, I'd never heard of this. North Jersey, South Jersey, all of a sudden there's a Central Jersey. You ask people... They go, oh, I'm from Central Jersey. I go, well, do you call it Taylor Hammer pork roll? They go, okay, well, um, here's the thing about that is, and it's because they know they're about to say pork roll and they know I'm going to go, it's fine that you're from South Jersey. I'm not mad. South Jersey's great. But if you say pork roll and you know I'm going I'm to say that and that's why you, anybody can click that 30 seconds back button right now. Here you go. Okay. So here's the thing about that question. I say pork roll, but. You're from South Jersey, my friend. It's Mercer County, Hunterdon County. What are those? South. Uh, a very soft agree to disagree. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I mean, this could be the whole call, <laughs> clearly. Oh, gosh. I, um, I do have one more question for you. Okay. Do you go to the beach or do you go down the shore? Go down the shore. And then when you're down there, once you're down the shore, you go to the beach. Okay. All right. How about I, you? You know, I... I mean, not any longer. I am now in, in the northern part of New Jersey, but growing up, I would go to the beach uh, and I, I feel like the most quintessential beach area um, upbringing because I was what I like to refer to as a stationary carny. 
um, I worked at the boardwalk for like a good, a good eight years of my life. No way. Now this I could talk to you about for an hour. It sounds like you sort of grew up down the shore already then. Cause it's funny. It's a tough thing, right? Because the shore is kind of its own thing. People say some of the shore is central Jersey. And then a lot of, sh now there's a new dialogue where people are going, the shore is its own thing separate from all of you. Cause you've got the actual towns that have beaches, you know, starting up near like Sandy Hook, Long Branch, Asbury Park, all the way down, you know, down to Cape May. But then down the shore also kind of includes like your Hazlitts, your Keyports, your 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 Red Banks. Like that's sort of an area, the shore. You maybe don't have a beach in your town, but you, you grew up in that area. So you worked the boardwalk for eight years? I did, yeah. It was my, my first job. Um, Definitely some very interesting things that happened behind the scenes there. Oh, I love this. I love this. Okay. Okay. <laughs> so people have probably seen the show Jersey Shore. Um, there's truth to that show. I mean, we all grew up with Guidos. Everybody sort of like rolled their eyes at the whole culture. It was real. We knew it was real. Everybody knew a guy who had frosted tips and who was like spray tanned from the time he was nine Everybody knew a girl who had a necklace with her own first name on it. Usually the name ended in a vowel and very big hair. These were real. Guidos were real. Really, they're isolated to a few towns. So mm -hmm. just to get, and I don't want you to out yourself too much if you're not comfortable, but just to get a tenor of, of where you were at, really you're going to mostly find Guidos at Seaside Heights or Wildwood. Those are the boardwalks that are notoriously insane with that. Were you at one of those boardwalks? I no. So I was at a slightly more, slightly more tame region. Mm -hmm. uh, but we did get, I would say, um, a little bit of overflow of that population and that crowd. Okay. Uh, if you're from New Jersey, I think you can maybe guess where I am. Point Pleasant. Based off of that. Sounds like you worked the Point Pleasant <laughs> boardwalk. <laughs> Maybe, maybe. Point Pleasant. And again, you're saying maybe I'll respect that just for the reference. <laughs> you don't have to say if it was there. Point Pleasant is kind of the best of both worlds because anybody who watches the Jersey Shore show, let me go to bat right now and say, there are massive stretches of the Jersey Shore where when you go there, what you're going to have is a lovely, quiet experience on one of the best beaches you've ever been on. That's what you're going to have around people who are minding their own business, swimming, catching rays, doing their thing. But Point Pleasant is kind of amazing in its own right because it's got all the rides that Seaside and Wild would have. It's got a lot of the same food, a, a lot of the same people out sort of like peacocking, showing off their bodies. But it's a little more family friendly and a little less like public mayhem drunkenness. So it has, it's actually, it's actually the, my, my, I've I've often said this is the most New Jersey sentence I have to say. My buddy Lenny's aunt had a house down Point Pleasant, so that's where I used to hang out. So it's like a little bit more family friendly, but still kind of nuts. So if that's where you worked or something akin to it, that's pretty good stories. Yeah, um, you know, I I won't exactly confirm because I don't want anyone to get in trouble. So all stories hypothetical, hypothetically speaking. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, absolutely wild time. You would get some like real serious characters coming out of different clubs. Um, but I would say maybe that's like the least weird job I've had. I've actually... What? I've had maybe like eight eight lifetimes of job experiences. 
Uh, right now, I'm working a very, very normal, boring job. Uh, but otherwise, I mean, I've done a couple things. I was a, a traveling flower salesperson okay. for a hot minute. Let me write this um, down. I <laughs> traveling flower. Uh, I was a teacher. Okay. I was a teacher for a hot stint there as well. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, and then I guess right before I got this very boring job, which I love, um, absolutely no hate towards this employer. Uh, I worked for a company, um, a little, little wild tech startup. Uh, most notably, I could explain this as a giant fishbowl where all of the walls were glass with the exception of a single large closet, um, which was filled to the brim with pornography. So Again, a lot to unpack here. I mean, where do you want to start? Well, let me just finish (laughs) writing down my notes. Giant fishbowl with a porn closet. Okay. (laughs) Okay. Um, Okay. I love that. Love that. Okay. First thing I got to know. Okay. Well, let's get the Jersey Shore stuff out of the way because who knows how long it's going to (laughs) take. When you worked the Jersey Shore for eight years, was this just summers or were you year round? Cause it really does shut down after labor day. It does. So there is a pocket, like a couple pockets of weeks where we would stay open and service like for Halloween and a couple other things. And when I wasn't off at college, I was working and sometimes I'd even come home for the weekends. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then we have, we have like a winter off season where no one's there. It is an absolute ghost town. But we would go into like these hidden basements um, or like these really large storage units that we have in like different parts. And we would do a lot of cleaning, prepping, stuff like that. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I guess a little bit of both, but mostly, mostly in the summer. Okay. Now I'm going to go ahead and name some gigs that one might have at the Jersey Shore. I imagine Mm -hmm, in eight mm -hmm. years, you maybe worked multiples. I'm just going to name some of the things that I think would be jobs you might run into. The person who you give your tickets to at the arcade, and then they give you prizes um, that you definitely spent more in quarters on than the value of the prize itself. (laughs) Uh, Saltwater taffy salesperson. Person who sells you a slice of pizza that is literally wider than your chest. That's a Jersey Shore tradition. <laughs> you, you order a slice of pizza at the Jersey Shore. It's half a goddamn pie by most people's standards. Um, you could be the person who runs the thing where you shoot the water gun into the clown's mouth and then the balloon explodes above the clown's head. You could be, and I'm praying it's this, because <laughs> here's one that only Jersey people know about. But up and down the Jersey Shore... And it sounds like, oh, we'll let this, we're going to let this siren go by. We're just let this, so sorry. No, it's not your fault. Hey, crazy times in Jersey today. Um, <laughs> there is a thing on the more debaucherous stretches of the boardwalk, and it sounds like you were landing in a town where this might have been a factor. There are places where you just go up and you pay a couple bucks and they just let you spin a wheel. And the things you can win <laughs> on the wheels are notoriously just insane. Like you might win a, a, a stuffed animal. You might win a carton of cigarettes. You There are literally wheels on the shore where you might land and win um, like a two pound log of Taylor ham, or as they would call it down the shore, pork roll, because it's South Jersey. But the, it is, it's literally just, here's a random wheel, spin it, see what happens. 
and so many other jobs. I'm wondering if I nailed it with any of them. You did, but I do have another another little insider secret is that a lot of times, um, I can't speak for, for all boardwalk sections, so a lot of times they're run by different folks, but you will rotate out of games. So some days you might be chucking cigarettes at our wheel winner, and then the next day you might be like harassing people. I don't know if that's the right word, um, but you know, calling in drunk people to blow up some balloons with a water gun into a clown's mouth. Um, again, all, all hypothetical, if this were my job, that is exactly what I were to be doing, um, along with working the back stock rooms for those games and, you know, sourcing those prizes. And now can I make a guess? Do the owners of these establishments make sure to rotate the workers so that the workers do not develop relationships with boardwalk hustlers who would then try to get you to scam the owners for free prizes? Um, I mean, I... Uh... I don't think I ever experienced free prize scamming. Okay. Um, there are like a couple criminal activities that happen in the background. I did not take part in those. I bet. Um, I bet. But I mean, they try to rotate you more so so that you don't go crazy. Oh, okay. uh, a lot of the soundtracks are exactly the same. Um, we used to have a game called Frog Bog. I don't know. Are you familiar with Frog Bog? You hit the hammer and then the frog jumps in the bog. And if you get it to land on a lily pad, you get a prize. Exactly that. Um, there are like the same four songs that would play over and over and over again. <laughs> and by the end of a shift, you might, may or may not, TBD, absolutely lose your mind. Um, I actually, I taught a former president how to play Frog Bog. I think that is. Maybe my, my crowning boardwalk achievement. So wait, you're working frog bog on the boardwalk and then a president comes by mm -hmm. and there's only a handful of living <laughs> ones. So this is either Jimmy Carter, depending on when this was, Jimmy Carter, uh, probably not Reagan, maybe one of the Bushes, Clinton, <laughs> Obama. And does the Secret Service have to come and vet you and say, we need to interview you We're gonna be before the president plays your frog bog? Yeah. Um, so I actually got a text from my boss. I was, I think, a senior in high school. What are you talking and it was actually about? I know. <laughs> I was, I was a senior in high school. It was my senior skip day, um, and very naturally, when you get a text from your boss who's like, "Got a weird question for you. Are you busy today?" Who knows very well that you're a college or a high school student. Kind of piques your interest. Um, she was like, I have a proposition for you. Like, you're the first person I thought of. Um, and I was like, concerning. Please go on. Good, sir. When you're working on the boardwalk and someone says, I got a proposition for you, it's almost never good. Oh, absolutely not. I was fully preparing the worst, expecting that he was like, I'll pay you 20 extra dollars to scoop vomit off of the boardwalk today. Yeah, like, yeah. really, really fully preparing yeah. um, for a negative experience. But he was like, tons tons of people will be here there will be sniffing dogs don't be alarmed i would love for you um i i mean I, i've since i think grown into a more socially awkward person but at the time very sociable young lady um he was like i think that it would be it would be really great for you to be in this game you will have to interact with the governor and his family um and also the president no big deal just like wear your work uniform you're going to be great so, yeah, I mean, I, I think from, from that context as well, you might be able to put it together. I don't, I'm not too old. 
Um, but he wasn't very good. Insider scoop. President Obama was not very good at Frog Bug. Oh, but he that's did his disappointing. Best. And which cover was it? Christie? <laughs> was it Christie or it was Murphy? And I forget when when the crossover happened. It was it was Christie at the time. It was right after Hurricane Bomber. Sandy. So they they were doing um, like oh, a big okay. tour to visit all of the affected areas. Oh, that's not. I mean, those are like pretty iconic pictures. And and I have to say. I was not a huge fan of Chris Christie, but to see people, it was, you know, it's one of the only times in modern memory of uh, people dropping the partisanship to deal with a crisis. And, and and that's pretty cool to be a footnote in that history. You were the frog bog girl on that day. <laughs> there's a, there's a picture out there. It's very candid, very cute. We're laughing. We're hanging. It's a I good bet. time. <laughs> now. I mean, so, okay. So you're teaching, I want, Obama's like notoriously good at basketball. You'd think that some of those skills might translate. Cause I'm, I'm pretty good. I got a pretty good basketball shot. I would think that I could pick up on frog bog pretty quickly. Bummed, bummed to hear. <laughs> at my, uh, uh, it's a deceivingly tricky one, you know? Well, listen, it's not like all the, it's not like these games are built for you to win. These, all, we everybody knows that these things are, are suckers bets, man. Everybody knows that you got that thing at a weird angle, so that frog doesn't go straight. <laughs> we all know this. Everybody knows the basketball hoop on the boardwalk is like slightly smaller than the rim supposed to be, so that the ball clangs out all the time. It's part of the fun. If you don't know that you're getting hustled when you're spending money on the jersey, sure you can just fuck off. Honestly, <laughs> sorry, Sally. I'm like. You know you're wasting money. You know these games are not built for skills to actually matter. And if you think they do, then you're a sucker <laughs> and you deserve what you get. Have your fun. Spend your money. <laughs> um, now, you brought up that you thought you might need to clean up vomit. I'm not surprised to hear that. I'm going to go ahead and say that if you worked for eight years on the Jersey Shore, the following things or some combination thereof were a factor in your professional life. Vomit, fist fights, public sex, or some combination you know, of the three. <laughs> um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give you the full three out of three, for sure. Uh, I would say that two of those three, definitely not the last one, primed me um, as best as it could for being a public school teacher. I love it. Vomit, sex, fist fights. We're going to hear about all those things and so much more when we get back. Thanks to all the advertisers who help us bring the show to the world. Now let's get back to the phone call. Vomit, fist fights, public sex, or some combination you know, of the three. <laughs> um, I'm gonna I'm gonna give you the full three out of three, for sure. Uh, I would say that two of those three, definitely not the last one, primed me. Um, as best as it could for being a public school teacher. Okay. I think yeah. it really, really, really did what it needed to do yeah. to, to get yeah. me ready. Great. <laughs> um, but, but you did encounter all three of those along the way. Oh, absolutely. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. How could you not? <laughs> yeah. I mean, I've seen fistfights and vomit and probably I, there's people are having 
people are boning under that boardwalk 24-7, I think. <laughs> At least um, ours is open. You have some like safer places like Asbury Park that board them up. So it could, could be much worse. Mm-hmm. Asbury Park was a disaster for most of our lives. And now it has bounced back and it is absolutely mm-hmm. lovely and kind of everybody in New Jersey's favorite place the past few years, Asbury Park. Um, but yeah, they did board up the border. I once, before they fixed up that town, I was once with a friend of mine who got way too drunk and I had to carry her across town. And this was when that boardwalk only had the Howard Johnson on it. And there were people yelling at me from the abandoned buildings and from under the boardwalk in a way where I thought I was going to get killed. My friend was also, we were both 21 and she was like a tiny little blonde girl. I was like, and it was about two in the morning. I was like, I'm going to get murdered. I'm going to get murdered. Asbury Park. It's always a good time, you know, just fearing for your life. Nothing, nothing quite like a little adrenaline pump to get the day going, you know? Now, Anita just typed something really hilarious. Um, you and I will both laugh about it because we have this document where, if, you know, sometimes if things, if the information's really flying, Anita can say, oh, I'd like to hear more about that. Anita said, what did people get in fistfights over? What was the dumbest reason for a fight? I mean, Ooh, that's... <laughs> it's the Jersey Shore. You just that's fight. That's a good question. People just I know, fight. I mean... <laughs> you don't need a reason, you just fight. Just going to say, I mean, I have seen grown adult men get absolutely furious over the smallest things that Realistically, I feel like it would take next to nothing for someone to blow up. I um, I did have one grown adult again. This is at night, not with children. Um, make an absolute scene, which almost resulted in a fist fight over a minion. Um, really wanted it, didn't win it. Ended near bloodshed, but uh, you win some, you lose some. <laughs> and, and like you said, not winning it on behalf of a child, at least not a child who is present. Oh, absolutely not. This was, it, from what it appeared, just a grown man, very dead set yeah. on being the proud owner of, you know, a, a two foot tall minion. Two foot tall. I'm okay. That's a quality minion. Quality minion. Oh, oh, for sure. Yeah. We, I think our side of the word walk splurged a little bit. We, um, we used to run out of space to put them. So, and again, maybe, maybe a violation, but we would have really big stockpiles um, that would like accumulate in the back of our games. And I um, was once trying to pull out a big bag, again, scaling a wall that I should have used a ladder for. Uh, you know, what, what you don't see doesn't, doesn't hurt the company. And I got stuck and it pulled me back uh, with my whole body weight when it got unstuck. And if it weren't for those life-size minions um, in the hundreds on the floor, I probably would have cracked my skull open. So I, I owe a lot. I owe a lot to those life-size minions. My whole life, honestly, dedicated to those guys. So you were, you were in a workplace environment that any sane supervisor would have shut down, and the only thing that saved your life was a pile of boardwalk minions. Oh, absolutely. And in in my former employer's defense, the <laughs> the safety precautions were in place. It's just sometimes it's quicker to break the rules to get stuff done than than to do it the right way. And uh, since then, a uh, big, big proponent of ladders and not scaling walls. Um, if anyone has the opportunity to use a ladder instead of scaling wall, highly recommend uh, from experience. think that is, that is a better, better way to go. I think you actually quoted the New Jersey state motto before when you said, um, <laughs> sometimes it's quicker to break the rules and get stuff done than do it the right way. 
I feel like that's actually on the state flag, right? Well, Maybe on the license um, At the age of, yeah, I was just going to say at the age of 50, every New Jersey resident actually gets it tattooed across their chest. Yeah. I'm pretty sure that's exactly yeah. what happened. Like, yeah. <laughs> quicker. Just break the rules. Get it done quick. That's the thing. A lot of the shadiness of New Jersey isn't even an effort to be shady. It's an effort to just get things done quickly. Everybody here wants things done quick. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> I love it. Teaching Obama the frog bog game. Minions saving your lives. Maniacs trying to fight over minions. <laughs> All right. I mean, what else? There, There's a lot. Any other... Boardwalk specific questions that I can mm. give you some insider knowledge on. Would you ever eat at boardwalk establishments after working on the boardwalk for eight years? Um, I am going to caveat this. Certain ones that I know previously weren't, you know, like frog bug stands or. Yeah that I have like seen the food being prepared in the open. The former I would not eat at, the latter I would eat at. I'd trust it. It's a very clean place, I'd say. As clean as a boardwalk establishment can be. Oh, that's that's a hell of a caveat at the end there. As clean as a boardwalk establishment <laughs> can be. It's as clean as the bottom of a, of a used shoe can be. They, they get their checks, their health and safety checks. You know, it's mostly mostly a good thumbs up. Oh, I love this. I love it. <laughs> Did you get to know the airbrush guys at all? That's another thing about the shirt. A lot of places, a lot of, oh. you, get, you get shirts airbrushed and they'll write anything. They'll write anything on a shirt. Truly no limits. You are correct. Um, I unfortunately did not have any airbrush people in my area. Uh, it's possible that sometimes they were like further down the boardwalk, but not, not in my immediate circle, which I would say is an absolute loss and travesty. But yeah. We powered through. We made it without Good. it, you know? Okay. Okay. I feel pretty satisfied. We can always go back to the shore. For now, I also need to know, though, you described one of your workplace environments as a giant fishbowl with a porn closet. <laughs> doesn't doesn't everyone have that on their resume? That's not, it's not typical? I do not. <laughs> a giant fishbowl. Yeah. This is where you work yeah. on a fishbowl so, with a porn closet. That, that is the best way that I could describe it. So after I left teaching um, on, on my own will, it just, it made me a little too sad. I decided to take a job opportunity at a marketing company that my friend had worked at and there was, you know, a, a content position open. So I applied, got the job and very quickly we were bought out by another company. Um, and I don't, I don't believe in disparaging workplaces, but it was a very high stress environment. Um, I think I, I did pretty well in it, but all of the walls were glass, which I think is a very like new age techie thing to do. Very popular amongst the startup people. Um, okay. But our manager very specifically uh, really loved these glass walls because he would watch us. Um, then call us into his office and like give us a full report on his observations. Uh, and <laughs> this company also happened to, and again, I guess with without sparing too much detail as, so that someone could find them, but they purchased 
essentially like a large collection from a very famous person who dabbled in like that, that GQ playboy kind of space. Uh, and it was full, full of his art and, uh, his photographs and, you know, digital, digital recordings, which happened to be, uh, pornography. And their, their whole thing was that on the side as like a hustle, they would sell off parts of this. We'll, we'll call it an art collection. Um, but it was just one person's job to do that all day long. So they would sit in this porn closet, uh, and sort through hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of these like original film strips and binders just full of photos. Uh, and every now and then we would have to like take a meeting in the porn closet. Luckily, you know, before zoom cameras were, were encouraged, it would mostly be regular phone calls, but very much so knowing that we were doing so just surrounded by boobs. Uh, <laughs> did I miss anything there? Are there any details? What are you talking about? You would like <laughs> this was a famous person's private pornography collection? Since, since past, it was acquired very ethically. Very ethically. It was a deceased famous person's pornography collection? Yeah, yeah. So not personally of that individual, but of the photos that they have taken over the years. Wait, so there's a famous person whose name I would know. This was not This was not pornography Maybe. featuring them, it, and it was not pornography that they enjoyed. It was pornography that they shot the footage of and the photos of? Yes, that is correct. <laughs> and this was the like <laughs> fail-safe for this tech company that was otherwise unrelated to pornography to keep making money by selling it off piecemeal? So absolutely had nothing to do with what the rest of everyone was doing. That is absolutely correct. It was just like one more thing that they happened to do in their business. And it was the sole responsibility of one single man um, who would obviously stay in this non, non-windowed closet all day long. And when you say like the Playboy space, like I remember back when I was a kid that sometimes it would make news of like, oh, they convinced so-and-so to be a guest photographer for Playboy. Was it that sort of stuff? Um, I don't, honestly, I don't know the exact specifics of, of the photographer themselves. Um, more so just the end result in which our company was involved. So we, we had to sign waivers letting letting us know that we were fully informed that this porn closet existed and that we might <laughs> we might be exposed to to a nude body part or two so it was softcore pornography <laughs> yeah yeah taste tasteful art you know so you'd go in it would be the person's art collection including imagery of naked bodies but it wasn't like a uh, hardcore diddling I, um, I, you know, this might come as a very serious shock, but I did not willingly spend a lot of my work day in there. So don't, don't quite know the exact specifics 
of all of the collections. There were a lot of things that were like organized in binders. But um, of the things that were offered for sale, we're, we're much more on the tamer side. And then you're over here and it's just a tech company. It's like, oh, we're creating a service where you can uh, use an app and local restaurants can do it. It's like DoorDash, but more localized. Like you're doing like tech stuff. Oh, absolutely. I'm editing blog posts. <laughs> but then it's like, hey, 4.15, the boss wants to see everybody and the conference room is taken. So everybody got to squeeze into the porn closet. We once had to take an interview in there. Um, and we had to do our best to to collect all of all of the loose photographs as quickly as we could um, before that poor person had had to go in there for their first interview. And was there ever any issue where they had to tell a guy like were there certain guys in the office who they'd have to be like, hey, you have to stop scheduling all your meetings in the porn closet. It's getting weird. <laughs> Honestly, I think we all kind of avoided it as as much as we could um, until it just became just another part of our of our environment. I would say that was like the most regular thing that was in that space. No one bad an eye at. It was honestly shocking to me when I first started. Was there an HR department at this at this company? Um, there was a person uh, with. No real HR credentials. Uh, you know, she <laughs> she would manage some stuff. Uh, really wonderful woman. No complaints. But since I have left, I believe that they have relocated that collection to an offsite facility and have also gotten a true HR department. That's good. So they're the company's growing. Their intended services are working and they have to rely less on uh, fire sales of, of uh, pornography to keep things afloat. <laughs> Honestly, I'm not even sure if it, if it contributed that greatly to like their revenue. I think that was just like a for fun, extra little thing to do during the day, you know? <laughs> Jumping back to the Jersey Shore. <laughs> Jumping back to the Jersey Shore, do you think people mm -hmm, would be mm -hmm. shocked to realize that Guidos don't need to be Italian? There's a part of me that disagrees with that. I really? think that, yeah, yeah. And maybe that's controversial, um, as if that's the most ridiculous thing I've said through this entire call. But um, I think that there's just like a certain element that comes from growing up Italian. I am not. I also have that deeply ingrained Irish Catholic guilt running running through my body at all moments in time. But I think that there's something just like very quintessential about that Italian New Jersey experience that makes for a true Guido. So I think that others can try, they can imitate, but they'll never perfect that art, you know? Wow. Well, you are an authority. You have interacted with more <laughs> Guidos than I have. But I feel like there was always a couple kids in every class of my high school where you'd go, it's shocking that you're not Italian because you were so dedicated to being a Guido. You have all the mannerism and affects of a Guido. And then I find, I, you know, you meet the person's sibling in a younger, you'll have somebody who's like a junior in high school and then the freshman class comes in and you'd be like, that's your, wait, that's your younger sibling? Because they're, you're, they're, 
you're, they're not a Guido at all. And then when you talk to them, they find out they're you're like, oh yeah, I'm half Irish, half Jewish. You're like, what? But your older brother's a junior and he's like entering breakdance contests, like wearing like track pants with the Italian flag on them. What is going on? I think that's fair. But at that point, it's like um, almost like embracing that Italian spirit, you know, yeah. maybe that's maybe that's appropriation. I don't. Where's the line? I don't really know. I'm going to pause and just let everybody listening know that this sounds like a joke and it kind of is, but it's also a real thing. I think for a lot of people in Jersey who are actual Italian-Americans, kind of is appropriation. Now, anyway, let's do some ads. We'll be right back. Thanks again to all the advertisers who allowed this show to exist. Now we're going to finish off the phone call. But your older brother's a junior and he's like entering breakdance contests, like wearing like track pants with the Italian flag on them. What is going on? I think that's fair. But at that point, it's like um, almost like embracing that Italian spirit, you know? Yeah. Maybe that's maybe that's appropriation. I don't, where's the line? I don't really know. Mm-hmm. That's a great question. It's a great question. Now, tra- you're not going door to door selling flowers, are you? I'm not, no. So that was something that I had done in college, a lot of these jobs, actually, I worked all at the same time. Um, I don't know. I think I was always just kind of like looking for a reason not to be home, but also working a lot out of necessity. So traveling, traveling salesman, it was through a company, super legit. Uh, we would drive, maybe not super legit. We would drive to a warehouse um, in the middle of nowhere. And they would hand us just like wads of cash and an itinerary, and then they'd put us on planes. We'd fly out to different locations, oftentimes like colleges, and we would like service graduation ceremonies um, with flower sales. It was honestly super cool. Sounds it, it was a lot less sketchy in practice than maybe that sounds. I guess I just don't understand why people buying flowers aren't buying them from... In what world would you ever need someone to fly to you for your flowers? There's definitely flower shops everywhere. It was a, it was like a, a give back thing. So the school got like a portion of what you were looking to do. Uh, so I guess we were like certified flower salespeople. I don't know. I mean, there's a market for it. I just showed up. Huh. <laughs> huh. It's a lot to it. A lot of layers. Now the Point Pleasant Boardwalk has one of them pirate ship rides, right? Yeah. Yeah. I was Buccaneer. There. I would say I would argue that that ride is maybe the most scary of all of them. I was just gonna say, when I was a kid, my parents have a story. <laughs> we were down there and it had been like a rainy weekend or something cold. Point being the place was pretty empty. I go to get on the Buccaneer and I'm the only one on it. And my parents watched in horror. Because I started like yelling and first they thought I was being a baby and then they're watching, they're going, he's going to fall off. That safety bar is not on, right? And I was like clinging to the safety bar as my parents watched in horror and and, and thought the buccaneer was going to fling me into the sea. Oh, absolutely. There's something I, so, you know, being from New Jersey, we have King Ka, which is, yeah. I don't know if it's still the tallest roller coaster, but one of, uh, there's nothing quite like the fear of going up at the highest peak of a buccaneer that 
could ever outweigh any roller coaster experience, I would say, including King Ka. It's It'll put some hair on your chest. Absolutely. Well, especially when you look down and you go, oh, all these rides on this boardwalk. When, when you look close enough, you're like, the engine appears to be like the top half of an old lawnmower rigged up with a bike, uh, like a bike chain and, and an old tire. And that's not it's- an exaggeration. <laughs> you look down, you see something like that. You go, someone just built this with shit they had in their garage. And now I'm getting flung 150 feet into the sky. Oh my gosh. Absolutely. No pins or drill holes to be seen weighing it down either at any moment could just fully fly off from the ground. Oh goodness. Yeah. That was, <laughs> I remember that fear. I don't even really like rides to this day. And a lot of it's because of that. I have to imagine uh, being a young woman working on the boardwalk college age, especially if you're working late nights on weekends, you must have to learn quickly how to fend off the amorous intentions of many a cross-eyed drunk dirtbag. Absolutely. Um, so we had, or I had this one coworker who was like really about giving all of the women at our job their own pocket knife. He was like a very big proponent of that. Yeah. Um, never, never had to use it, but we'd also, we would do like a good buddy system. Um, but you, you know, you grow a lot of like real thick skin really quick but also very terrifying. I would say probably the most dangerous job I've ever had as well. Um, Not in terms of the OSHA violations that I committed on my own behalf, but with, you know, just that, that nightlife population. Really? What would feel dangerous about it? Um, Oh, this is like a little grim, but you know, some, like I was followed to my car a couple of times. You would have people who would like, wait for other people to leave and then try to like get inside of your game, like quite literally jump over guardrails. Um, you know, <laughs> scary stuff, but that's all in the day of being a woman, I guess. <laughs> and you had a coworker who said, okay, for all the young women who work here, here's a gift. It's a knife. So that when people try to <laughs> jump into the frog bog with you, you can stab them. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty much. Did the knife ever come out? Did you ever brandish the knife in your eight years of working on the Jersey Shore? I didn't, no. I did use Good. it for opening boxes, but that was that was the extent of its usage. Now, do you know anything about the following? I have heard rumors that there's a, a trend at Jersey Shore establishments where um, Eastern European young people will be told you can get visas to work uh, in, in the New York area and people think they're coming to the East coast. So they're going to work in New York. And then they find out the visas are like, Oh, you're, you're going to dress up as an evil clown in the haunted house at Belmar all summer. And, and there was apparently tons of like Russian and Eastern European young people who are all notoriously attractive that work rides and games at the Jersey shore. Do you know anything about this? Yes. So that is absolutely true. Um, are they as hot them, as the legends say? You you are correct. I think every one of my coworkers who had come on one of those abroad work visas was absolutely drop dead gorgeous. Um, just the jeans, phenomenal. But they would, uh, I guess, for every summer, sometimes uh, folks would return and they would be seasonal repeats. 
but they all stay in these frat like houses together um, and like walk to work every day. They get fed with like meal tickets. It's, it's like college without the funding. Wow. And do they know what they're getting into or are they tricked into working the Jersey shore? I can't quite say. I would like to hope that it's not a trick. I think most of them do know like their general location as to where they're going, but sometimes they can like trade jobs depending on where the need is. So I would argue that folks who worked with me probably did not want to be working where they were working. Uh, so sometimes they would try to like hop over to a different department. But um, I mean, also people came back, they would bring their friends. So I, I mean, I would hope that no one was bamboozled into it. That seems extra terrible. So this does mean though, if you're like, I would have to imagine too, if you're, if you have a summer where you're single, there must be party going, well, I know that there's going to be some, like, if you just, if you go through like a bad breakup in like April or May and you're like, well, I'm, <laughs> I'm going to start plotting my rebound now. Cause I know that they're shipping in two dozen hot, stoic Russian muscle heads <laughs> who are all single and ready to party all summer long. A few of my friends um, definitely did end up dating some of our international coworkers, but I did not. Um, I do stay in touch with a good amount of them, though. Really awesome people. Damn, it's a whole ecosystem down the shore. <laughs> the Jersey Shore. It it's, really is. It's like you got the Pine Barrens, which are like an actual ecosystem, and then right next to them, you got the Jersey Shore, which is just like fueled by seawater and and zeppeli dough and pheromones and axe <laughs> body spray and sweat <laughs> and stank frog bog water that's it uh you know a, definitely an acquired scent um but also a recipe recipe for chaos if you're into that kind of stuff though i mean that's the place to be now you've got a lot of funny stories about these bizarre jobs you worked. I I do feel like kindred. I mean, anybody who calls and says they're from Jersey, I immediately like. I also feel like you and I laugh about the same types of stuff, and I I dig it. But you say you're working a very normal job now. I have to imagine this comes with growing up, reprioritizing. Do you miss the Do you miss these crazier days? Honestly, like maybe it's a little bit of. I, I don't want to say Stockholm syndrome, but I feel like I can't tell if it's because they were sometimes so traumatizing that that's like what I'm now looking for. Uh, I do find myself yearning for something that isn't this, but I mean, overall my job right now is so amazing. My manager, my coworkers, so like such great people, so normal. Uh, <laughs> I definitely, I definitely do miss the the slightly unhinged, unhinged aspects of of my former jobs, though. I bet nobody has to give you a knife when you get hired at this job. <laughs> they sent me a T-shirt instead. I was a little disappointed when I unboxed my welcome package, and uh, there was no weaponry involved. But when you, you know. open the T-shirt, are you like, "What am I supposed to do with this?" Do you like twist it up to make a rope to? Choke out your enemies? What is this nonsense? Somebody needs to give me a uh, you know, cudgel. They gave me they gave me a plastic straw. You can do a couple of things with that. Plastic I really had straw. to. 
Okay, I don't believe in violence. For for the record, would like to go on there and say I have never hurt a person, never never planned to. Oh gosh. No, you didn't come off like somebody who creates violence. I mean, I'm the one making the joke. There, there's also an unspoken side of it, which is like, I don't believe, I'm with you. I'm like, I don't believe in violence. I abhor violence. I, I hate violence. That being said, mm-hmm. I did grow up in an area where on a hot summer night, maybe uh, maybe some Guido from Bayonne, he got third place in a breakdancing contest and he was telling everybody all week he was going to win. So he's out there on the piers and he's looking for trouble because he got a lot of rage because people were making fun of him because the moves weren't right, quite right. And if violence needs to happen to strain in, to, 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 to rein in this unrestrained beast of a drunken specimen, then sure, it has to happen. <laughs> so we all know these bennies, you get these bennies down here, let alone the oh, shoobies, God. right? What do you hate more, bennies or shoobies? I, uh, I mean, I think I now am a benny, so it would be wrong to say... I hate Benny. They get they get a free pass. I think if you were to ask me five years ago, I would have said Benny's, but we're gonna have to go with Shoebies on this one. Wow. Final That's, answer. Locking in. For anybody who uh doesn't know, Benny's is the derogatory term that Jersey Shore natives have for people from North Jersey. There's many rumors as to where it comes from. My favorite <laughs> is that it stands for some people say it's these assholes who come down and toss around their hundred dollar bills like it's all about the Benjamins. Um, cause they act all rich cause they're from North Jersey. A lot of people say it stands for people from Bayonne, Elizabeth, Nork in New York. Who knows? All I know is that when someone calls you a Benny down the Jersey shore, they are effectively saying, if you want to fight me, I will fight you. Oh, absolutely. That is a formal invitation. <laughs> who, who was a bigger nightmare to deal with? A drunken Guido who was local? Or a totally sober Benny? Oh, that's a rough one. I, I'm going to go with local. I think that there's a certain level of arrogance that comes with being a local in the summer that really just puts it over the top. You know what I mean? Yeah. A little bit of self-righteousness involved there. Yeah. Yeah. And there's nothing I could do at this point in my life. I'm, I'm a bet. I will never be accepted as anything but a Benny down the shore, right? There's no way around it. Absolutely not. There are worse things to be, though. You know what I mean? Like what? I don't have an answer. I was just trying to make you feel better. I'm so sorry I lied to you. <laughs> yeah. There's nothing worse you could be. There's worse to be at the Jersey Shore than a Benny. <laughs> Like maybe a registered sex offender is worse, maybe. <laughs> but I recently learned that apparently South Jersey thinks that all of North Jersey is like where all the child molesters hang out, which I didn't realize that was the stereotype. Is that real? That's... My friend Andrea from South wow. Jersey told me that the big, because we were like, oh, you like growing up, we always thought the South Jersey people were like farmers and hicks and stuff. She's like, well, we always thought the North Jersey people were like mafia members and like child molesters. Yeah. Like, that's what well, everybody thought about North Jersey. <laughs> okay. Well, the only thing worse than a Benny is a child molester. <laughs> yes, we can all agree that on that. We can all agree on. <laughs> and listen, listen, here's the thing I'll say right now. You and I both know. There is somebody who found this episode who maybe runs an airbrush stand or maybe a t-shirt shop 
And next summer, there will be a t-shirt on the Jersey Shore that reads, the only thing worse than a bunny <laughs> is a child molester. And you tell me, and be honest, no hyperbole or exaggeration. If that shirt went up for sale, do you think it would sell quick? I would put money on it. Absolutely. It would fly off the racks. <laughs> People would be buying one to wear, one to rip the sleeves off to wear down the beach and another to keep the <laughs> sleeves on to wear out to formal dinners over at uh, DJ's Parker House. Oh, God. What's the other one, What's the other one I'm thinking of? All right. <sighs> There's a million. A lot. There's a, a million. So many. Now, Oh, you didn't work any of the weekends after prom, did you? We, we, you know, we were in a big prom town. I would have been there, but it wasn't a large enough group that it was very noticeable. It's another. I think that was a little, a little more south. See, it's generally North Jersey goes to Seaside after the prom, and I think South Jersey goes to Wildwood. Uh, it's a known thing yeah. that in the off season, you know, generally your senior prom in high school is going to happen in the off season. So what'll happen is a whole bunch of kids will team up and they all rent rooms in the same hotels along the Jersey shore, like these little motels mm -hmm. and these people who own the hotels, clearly it's like a burst of business in the middle of these down months. So they put up with it, <laughs> but it's just kids from every awful North Jersey town show up with 30 packs of like Miller genuine draft back in my day. If they still even make that garbage <laughs> and everybody gets wasted mm -hmm. and wanders around and barely anything's open and it'll be like two couples to a room and you're coordinating so that one couple like goes and leaves for a while. And then, you know, somebody gets their first hand job ever. And that is on And like, then you got this like person who's working the front desk of this motel, who's just watching it. And it's just like, Oh, so many hand jobs. There's just so many hand jobs happening. Oh God. Absolute chaos. Oh, 100%. I'm not lying. <laughs> Call me a lot of things, but I'm not a liar. Oh, gosh. We have five <laughs> minutes left. What else do you want to get on record here? Oh, my gosh. That's, this has flown by. I, that's a big question. You know, I was really hoping that this would be like a, a clock stopper because I am the worst at coming up with things to say. Um, all right. Question for you. Yeah. If you did not live in New Jersey, you, if you were not a New Jersey resident, let's, let's avoid the tri-state area. Okay. Where would you like to be? Where is your, your next best to Jersey? Well, if I couldn't live in New Jersey, I'd probably live in South Jersey. <laughs> yes. The separate state of South Jersey, yes. the 51. Um, <laughs> where are some places that I've enjoyed? Where are some places where I feel like a good fit? Um, well, my favorite venue is in Baltimore. So I know that culturally there's people there who I'm on the same wavelength. I like Baltimore a lot, probably an uncommon answer. I've always gotten good vibes from towns like, what are some of the places I pass through in my travels that I've always really enjoyed? Um, Denver's okay, but there's a lot of hippies, but there's a lot of people I like in Denver. Um, I like Denton, Texas a lot, but I think that's more of a college town. Um, I don't know. I like that Baltimore was my first answer. That feels right. Go with your gut. If I wanted to travel for work, if I wanted to work, I'd go to Los Angeles, but like why make my life easy now, you know? 
after all these years of maintaining <laughs> residence here. So yeah, Savannah, Georgia is incredible. Savannah is such a strange and amazing place. I really like it there. Um, I don't know. People, when people hear this, tell me where I would go. Tell me where would be a good fit for me to go live. Cause I never feel like I fit in anywhere except New Jersey. Do you have any questions about North Jersey for me with three minutes left? Now that you've moved up to North Jersey, are there any things confusing you or stressing you out that I can help you with? Oh, okay. So is it, is it everywhere or just in my personal experiences that people will only merge within the last three seconds of being able to make an exit? Oh yeah, that's everywhere. That's why would you, <laughs> you go as fast as you can until you don't need to be on the highway anymore and then you get off the highway immediately. You're talking about the Jersey okay, slide okay, where someone's good. in the far left lane and then they cut off four lanes of traffic and take an exit? Oh, absolutely. Or yeah. honestly, sometimes they just stop. You just decide oh, like this yeah. is the place they're going to stop moving. Yeah. And they do it right in the middle of the road. Okay, yeah. so that's normal, normal. Just get used Notice, to that. Notice, got it, got if it. If you're driving on, if you're anywhere near either Route 22, Route 17, Route 4, or Routes 1 and 9, you're going to see those all the time. And Route 3 is is terrifying. I've never been on Route 3, but oh. I take it back before I said, I said the Buccaneer was where I experienced like near death, the one of the scariest things you could do. Driving on Route 4 in yeah. the middle of traffic, like a busy day, that. I think it's is really, really what, what will scar you for life. Well, the mergers where four and 17 meet, I got in an accident there. Um, and where four meets 17, that is no joke. One of the scariest areas you can be driving. People are not messing around on four and 17. And when they meet up near the, I think it's right near the malls in Paramus. Oh boy, watch your back. Oh gosh. I mean, otherwise I think that's, I think I've learned everything I need to know about North Jersey. I am tolerating it for now. We'll, we'll see what happens down the line. What brought you up here? Was it work? Was it relationship? Was it just a change of pace? Why would you, why'd you make I, your way um, It's a good question. I, uh, I mean, I have a question with a big response at, at the end of our call, but partially for work, but the move for work was motivated to uh, get as far away from uh, my estranged mother as possible. You're going to so. drop that with 30 seconds left? Yeah. <laughs> you're sitting here talking about saltwater fucking taffy the whole time? You tell me there's family drama? 30 seconds left? Oh gosh, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. Maybe, so maybe we'll get the box? chance to do this again. <laughs> the hot Russians? I would say equally as important topics in the grand scheme of life. <laughs> well, a quintessential part of the American experience, now our, bog and messy families. Now our time's up and I'll never know what's making you flee across the goddamn garden state <laughs> in this family drama. Cause we spent all our time talking about minions. That's it. I mean, that just, that feels right. It was great meeting you, Chris. Have a great one. You too. Thank you so much. Caller, how are you going to drop a bomb on the way out? Just drop them. Oh, also, I'm estranged from my mother. And I'm out. And that's it. Got to talk again sometime. I hope we get to. Thank you for calling. And thank you so much to Anita Flores for producing the show. Thank you to Jared O'Connell and Marcus Hom for engineering it. 
Our theme song is by Shell Shag. If you want to know more about me, including my tour dates, go to chrisgeth.com. And wherever you're listening, there's a button that says some version of subscribe, favorite, follow. It really helps us when you hit that button. If you want our latest merch, you go check out podswag.com. There's mugs, shirts, posters, and more. And if you want all your episodes of Beautiful Anonymous without any ads, as well as ad-free versions of a lot of other great shows, go over to Stitcher Premium. Promo code STORIES, you'll get a month free. That's at stitcher.com slash premium.